On the Pilot TV podcast this week, we're fighting the system with Sharon Horgan and Michael Sheen in Best Interest on BBC One, letting it all hang out with Robert Carlyle and the gang in the full Monty on Disney Plus, and strapping in for what is certain to be the sci-fi event of the decade, as after being teased repeatedly over the past couple of months, we are finally able to feast our eyes on the arc over on Sky Sci-Fi. I'm James Dyer, and welcome to the Pilot TV Podcast, your essential guide to every show that matters. With me in the studio this week, you'll be unsurprised to hear, are the other two corners of Pilot TV's televisual triangle. Uh, Ever-acute pundit Kay Ribeiro. <laughs> Hi. And Apex name dropper Boyd Hilton. Hello, I thought you said ever cute there for a minute. I was like, what? Ever, ever, Is that appropriate? Acute, acute. acute. I wasn't, I wasn't I, cute. I chose to hear cute, but I knew he meant acute. It wasn't, it wasn't I, I sexual he harassment. Me, he would yeah. never give me a compliment. Acute. See, okay. If I said ever obtuse, that would have been rude. <laughs> oh. But ever acute was fine. You see, I'm using a bit of Pythagorean humour oh, because yeah. it's a triangle. Maths it's good, it's good. Yeah. Maths bands. It's great. It's great. Yeah. That's funny. It's yeah. good shit. It's good shit. We're on a roll. Um, now, before we get into what we've been watching, uh, I have a little announcement for you all. So, nope. pull, pull up your social calendars and block out the evening of Saturday the 19th of August because, well, Pilot TV is always in your ears. That weekend will be in your faces as well. Uh, we're back at King's Place in London. Uh, we're doing a special live show to celebrate our 250th episode. We'd love, obviously, all of you to be there with us. Uh, so tickets are on sale now over at the King's Place website. I'm reliably informed that the URL will be kingsplace.co.uk slash pilot250. That's kingsplace.co.uk slash pilot250. If you can't remember that, just Google King's Place Pilot TV 250. You should find it or just dig around on the King's Place website. But anyway, that's Saturday, the 19th of August. Do not miss it. Be there 100% with us. You'll see Kay. You'll see Boyd. We might have guests there. We'll be talking about TV shows. It'll be brilliant. We'll be talking to all of you. We'll be soliciting questions from the audience. So it'd be like the ultimate postbag triage where everyone's in the room and I will live triage the questions. It's going to be amazing. I need to put that date in my diary. You do. I also I think I should get props for having warned the two of you that we were doing it before announcing it on oh, the podcast. I know. So that was, I, uh, I was, yeah. You mean behaving like a normal human being? <laughs> yeah, you want yeah. extra props. I was still for surprised because okay. we hadn't fully confirmed it. And then as he said it, I was like, oh, so we are oh. doing that. Okay. Yeah. That's It'll be exciting. fun. That's I'm looking forward to it. Are you going to make it as hectic as the uh, it, No, it, we're not doing a repeat of 200. No. We're not doing Let's another 10-hour spectacular. It's a yeah. tight no quiz about three James. hours. Including... No quiz about me. Let's <laughs> never forget the quiz about James. <laughs> what did I call it? I the, can't remember the name oh, of the God. round. Well, I mean, the... the uh, What's the word? The apotheosis? <laughs> Is that the word? Pretentious. Of, of there was all... Egotistical. This is absolutely true. For those of you who came to the 200 show, we did a quiz where it was Pilot versus Empire. Pilot won with no cheating whatsoever. And uh, we had many rounds. There were visual rounds. There was an excellent round called The Folk in Our Stars where there were lots of stills from movies where I'd replaced everyone's face <laughs> with the face of Peter Falk. That was quite good. Uh, not movies, films. Not films. What are they called? TV shows. Yes, that's what this is. It's a pilot TV podcast. So TV images and I'd replace the actors' faces with Peter Falk. Uh, we had title sequences. We had music. We had a music round and we had a round based on me which had an excellent pun title which at the moment is escaping me. If he does say it himself. It was interminable. It was so long. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> A particular highlight that that night actually was we you did the um, script writers. Yes, it, yes, yes, we did. We had that, which is brilliant. available on Pilot Plus instantly. Yeah, I still need yeah, to listen to that. Yeah. Um, and also, Beth did the brilliant thing where she brought her dad up onto the stage. Yeah, that, was that? that was very. Yeah, fun. we did an extended Banshee segment, and Beth's dad yeah. came on stage to act out a Walk and Talk episode. 
And which then, I thought was and then Terry hijacked him for her her bit as well, which I thought was very bold. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. Mr. Webb well was in played, was in full effect. It was a good day. It was a good day. Not all of it, unfortunately, is available on Pilot Plus. We've put the the storytelling masterclass up there, and obviously, the main two hundred show is available on the regular feed. But a lot of things like the quiz, I really wanted to put the quiz up, but it, it so many of the rounds were visually based. It, it doesn't work as a podcast. Mm. So that would be the only reason not to put it up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not, the, not the round based on you. That, that is the reason not <laughs> not to put it up. One hundred percent. Our special uh, guest James <laughs> Dyer interviewing oh James God. Dyer. Guys, just like, had an idea. Alan, when Alan Partridge interviewed himself <laughs> on Mid Morning Matters, I could I, I can see James recreating that for this live podcast. Oh, totally. Yeah. Maybe if the listeners want James to interview himself, I might do that. Uh, I'll be the guest feedback. and well, the interviewer. Yeah, yeah. I've just and I'll, I'll do my thing that you love so much. Like, did I like it? No. Yeah, exactly. Would I, I mean, watch it yeah. again? Yeah. Yes. It's standard behaviour anyway. So you might as well use that as a format, as a concept, yeah. uh, as a proof of concept, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, don't. Uh, the rhetorical interview. <laughs> the rhetorical interview. Mm. Yeah, yeah this could work. I've uh, just had an idea. Okay, oh, she's got a hand up. Go on. Because I'm quite excited about this. Maybe the live episode is when James gets his guitar out. Well, and I'm not saying I cut off the end of my finger just to stop from having to deliver care. on this oh, yeah. promise. No. But I, I'm, I'm off the guitar for what? the foreseeable future no, because I'm literally missing the end of a finger. Is that your plucking finger? Yeah. Well, no. no, it's my, it's my, it's my fretting finger. No. It's one of my Can't fretting fingers. Can we add fingers. something onto it? I mean, can we stick something on? But, uh, yeah, put like a you know thimble thing. Don't yes, a thimble. I don't believe you can play the guitar with a thimble. I've seen guitarists yes, do that. I'm sure they. I don't think I you have. I think you are referring to a slide boyd, which blues guitarists. Right. I'm pretty sure they don't use a, a thimble. A plectrum. A plectrum. Yeah. That would go in the other hand. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get my thimble. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. A that's thim- not going to happen. A thimble of what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. A thimble of sugar. Anyway, um, when's it? When remind the listeners when the live the uh, live podcast, which is coming in your faces. No, it's, I should have <laughs> worded Whoa! that better. I should have worded that better. <laughs> I mean, they're absolutely guaranteed. <laughs> You're on your own. Happen. No, I mean, we're not talking about your reasons. screening of Nacho Listen, that you did. Guys, I can promise stage. I will keep you safe from <laughs> yeah, them. It's not a Nacho. Yeah. It will be in your faces. The show that is on <laughs> Saturday, the nineteenth of August. So, uh, so be there. But but while I'm plugging things, I should say that there is also still time to vote for your favourite ever TV shows over at Empire online.com slash best TV voting. So please do that uh, when you get a chance. And remember, it is spelled E-X-P-A-N-S-E. Also, also, uh, frankly, if I'm subscribed, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna plug that, I might as well plug everything. Uh, please subscribe to Pilot Plus. For oh, just yeah. £1.99 a month, you not only get a second pilot TV pod every week where we review another show, but you also get to hear us pick through the Pilot TV post pack and witness my excellent triage system. Um, plus, plus you get to hear our week-by-week spoiler chat on shows like Succession and Yellow Jackets and Ted Lasso and, and stuff like that, which is very, very exciting. But that's not all. That is not all. Well, Because you also get access to our TV spoiler specials, recent editions to which include our Succession Season 4 spoiler special with director Mark Mylord and our big old Barry final season spoiler special with guest Sarah Goldberg, not to mention previous ones, uh, like such as the, the dearly departed Lockwood one that we did, and my Mama three-part Last of Us spoiler special with Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Yeah, and we're doing one for Apple Silo I'm recording next week. Which of course is you are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kay's got a hand up. What's the matter with you? I think his coat's ru- he's rustling against it. It is. So I'm oh. wearing a coat. I'm wearing a coat because... Another audio problem. In, because in contrast to this room being boiling when the air conditioning isn't working, the air conditioning is currently in overdrive. It's warmed up now. It has. And I'm freezing. So I am wearing a coat that yeah, is you rustling. You rustling against Should I take my coat off? Yeah. Should I take my coat off? Oh, I mean, coat, we are reviewing the full Monty. So should, <laughs> oh, I, should I spin it above oh, my head when I take it off? <laughs> also, if it was one of us rustling, if it was one of us rustling like that, you would never let us do that. That is true. Yeah, this is... Yeah. All right, look. 
the coat, Let's the rustly coat. Hypocrisy. This is the rustly coat. The rustly. Is that a jacket? Anyway, it's a jacket. There you go. The jacket is off. The jacket is off. The pants are still on. Yeah. It's all good. I've it's all re- good. You know We've not gone realized. full Monty. We're fine. You know, what I've just realised though. What have you gone? What have you? Which realized? is that? Um, what I didn't realise is that that live because obviously we're all checking the dates that we can do the, uh, mm. the live. Just, that, that date, so uh-huh. Saturday the nineteenth, did you say? Yes. That is which I week. cleared with you first. Yeah, you did. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit. You did. But what I didn't forgot, of course, is that the football season will have started I, by I, then. How does this affect me? And Arsenal could well be playing on Saturday night. Oh, oh, it'll be, it'll be a, well, God. then you can like watch it on stage your, on your phone. Your two great loves. Yeah, yeah. combined. Well, yeah. Maybe you could, maybe, oh no, you could do like a, a Mrs. Doubtfire thing where we get two halls at King's Place and in yes. one hall you do pilot, in the other hall you do your Arsenal yeah. one and you run backwards and forwards yeah. in costume yeah, changes yeah. between the two different podcasts. Yeah. That could this work. is exciting. So we may or may not have Boyd on stage. Yeah. Well, yeah, for parts of it. Uh, but hang on, hang on. You, you, so I was in the middle of plugging Pilot Plus oh, yeah, and you sorry. have rudely oh, interrupted yes. because I haven't mentioned that there's even more you get from Pilot Plus for your 199 a month because you also get the main pod 11 hours earlier than everyone else at 6am wow. on a Monday morning. But you also get it entirely ad-free. All mm, that for £1.99 a month, which is less than the price of a Saurine malt loaf, probably, if retro. you get it away That's a retro reference. Anyway. I actually know even that's true. I don't know. How, I don't know. Genuinely, don't know what a sorry malt mm. loaf costs, but I suspect it's more than one ninety nine. Yeah, uh, I think so. Everything's more than one ninety nine. Everything is more than one ninety nine. Anyway, do that. EmperorOnline.com slash Pilot TV to subscribe. <sighs> what have you been watching? I have. Here's the. Uh, here's the. Was it Bingo? The uh, people fill in. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Famously. famously. Famously, I hosted the Q and A in the week <laughs> um, on. Uh, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. And it was for the new one-off hour-long special of this series, There She Goes, which is going to be on, it's going to air on BBC Two on Wednesday, the 21st of June. And we it would be normally up for consideration for review, but it is one-off. And I know James doesn't like one-off mm. shows, Kay. And also, it's a busy week that week. So I'm predicting I that. I love that show. Yeah, well, I mean, we could still review it for, but... I'm predicting we, among in a busy week, we probably won't have time to review it in full, all of us. But it's a fantastic episode. It's the first new episode for three years. It's, of course, all about David Tennant and Jessica Hines as the couple who have a severely learning disabled daughter, Rosie, played by brilliantly by Miley Locke, and um, an older uh, her, her older brother Ben, played by Eden Hayhurst. And it's based on the real life experiences of the writers Sean Pye and Sarah Crawford, who do indeed have a severely learning disabled daughter of their own and um, so they were all on the panel and it was really it's an incredibly moving uh, and yet brilliantly funny episode from the start in the previous two series it's always been funny and moving at the same time it's a brilliant trick that they that they that they perform this is the funniest the most moving episode ever James and um, I say that because he's looking at his, his email and um, the screen people were there was audible sobbing in the audience right. at the Soho Hotel. And then when I hosted the Q&A, it was the most kind of emotional q and ever, I've ever hosted, I think, because I was just looking at David Tennant's eyes and he was welling up just remembering, you know, the kind of the real-life stories behind uh, this show. And um, the writers, Sean and Sarah, you know, them talking about how this really is based, everything that happens in the show pretty much is based on actual incidents that happened in their lives and in their lives of them and their daughter. So it was really um, heart- heartbreaking, the whole thing. But fantastic as well at the same time. And that, so yeah, they goes Wednesday 21st BBC 2 9 o'clock watch it will that just um, is that now over or no, will it continue not necessarily it, it, it's, it's um, I think 
they decided to do this episode because it was like a she, the, the daughter's 13 now and there's the question of do they need is it time to get outside help resp- respite mm-hmm. help from you know um, uh, different places so they don't because she needs more looking after um, and so that was what triggered the idea to do this one-off episode and, and a whole other storyline which I won't give away because it's a bit of a spoiler so I think if as other things happen in their lives going in, in the future I think they probably would think about doing more episodes but I think it's probably there, I don't think there'll be any more like five-part series but mm. I think it's open to having more episodes, I think. And has the daughter, their daughter, have, have we caught up in age, like to yeah. their actual daughter? Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, we have. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, again, the, the, yeah, the actress, Molly Locke, just incredible in that role. She And in this episode, she really has to do a lot. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, so that's brilliant. And then I watched the rest of The Crowded Room. Oh, did you? Oh. Yes. Yes. All 10 hours All ten. of it. That's that's pretty show, impressive going. The show that has broken Tom Holland. Yes. yes. Well, He's taking a year off acting yeah. after this. That's this. That's a news slash what we've been watching crossover. Because <laughs> um, that is a new story. He did give an issue where he said he's going to have a year, year yeah. break. But when you see the whole thing, um, you kind of know what he means. Because it is an incredible acting performance and he has to do a lot mm. on this show. And um, as we alluded to last week, that do not, don't spoil it for yourselves, don't look Google it, don't look it up on Wikipedia, don't find out the name of the book that it's based on. Mm. Fast forward through the credits, just skip the credits entirely. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Even though there's a beautiful title sequence, it the is, animated yeah. is fantastic, but skip through because there's a mention of the name of the book in that. What, that, the opening credits? The yep. opening credits. Oh, I didn't yep. see it. I'm yeah, just yeah, skipped yeah, through yeah. it anyway. And it, and it is an absolute, fa- absolutely fascinating uh, show because it's so weird the structure of it it starts off as one thing then the thing things develops in a certain way then it goes completely differently and then it all ends up being something completely different from the beginning it's mm. insane and the other thing I'd say was I had I caught up with the episode of our friendly rivals um, on the Wittertainment crew Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode and they um, they had one of the stars of the show Jason Isaacs and hello to Jason Isaacs and Jason Isaacs on the interview on their show gave away the whole concept oh, of the show no. God, in an extraordinary way what? right yeah so don't listen to that <laughs> don't listen either. to entertainment either this is good much advice much as I love that show yeah um, Just another reason Kurt, to subscribe to right, Pilot Plus. That's exactly. right. As it's known, Kermit Demeyer's take for, it's now known. For less than the price of a soaring malt loaf. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's really funny. In fact, I, and, and he blithely, completely blithely giving away the whole concept of the show. And I thought that is really what funny. That, that He's such a maverick, Jason Isaacs, and I absolutely love him. Um, uh, but, you know, yeah, doesn't even didn't even think that that was a, a, an issue. But it, but you will get the the way the show is structured and the way it plays out. Absolutely, the less you know about it, the better. And she is brilliant as well. I think it, you know it, um, she has to do lots of fascinating stuff as well. What safe read? Safe read, yeah. Um, so it's 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 an absolutely um, bold uh, thing. One of the boldest things for a long time on TV. I think in the end. I really enjoyed it. I would say my suspicions that during last week, you know, in my review where I said I thought it was weird how some of the scenes like are really long, go for quite a long time and don't seem that crucial story wise. Mm. A bit of character building. I, having watched the whole thing, I feel that I still feel that. <laughs> like it could have been done in seven episodes, yeah. but it, 10 is a lot. But the show is a lot. Maybe as well. if it was just seven, he wouldn't feel broken. I, I guarantee you probably wouldn't have done. Yeah. yeah, it could have could could have excised some of the episodes. Yeah, maybe to help him, but um, it's it's quite something the whole thing. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I once bumped into Tom Holland in Richmond Park? <laughs> Literally uh, bumped into him, or just well, saw him, stalked him. Yeah, I, yeah. 
it would be more accurate that he ran past me. Ah, okay. But as I was shoving a massive ice, like I don't know why, I never do this, but I was having an ice cream because it's really hot. And in a very inelegant way, I decided to shove the whole thing, like with half the cone in my mouth, <laughs> just as this guy. And the thing is, I look, I in the distance, I thought, oh, he's kind of cute. I just didn't even register it was him. With a cornetto s- yeah, sticking out of your gob. Yeah, coming out like yeah. a unicorn, like about <laughs> via my mouth. And he just like glanced up and I just couldn't even smile because my mouth was so distorted from the ice cream. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Tom Holland story. It's good. Oh, it's good, good story. Good little Tom Holland story. Yeah. Yeah. You must have been. Have you interviewed Matt Tom Holland? Uh, he was at Empire's 500th right, yes. episode. I was there. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In fact, I met him briefly. <laughs> he, was, yeah. uh, he seems a lovely guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He does. Anyway, um, uh, The Crowded Room, Apple TV Plus, watch it now. I, I, I am quite impressed that among all the other things you've watched this week, you've just cranked out just a casual oh, 10 hours of The Crowded I've, Room. Well, no, I'd already watched, I'd already watched five episodes. Oh, so first. just five and hours. The oh, fifth, that's fifth episode is, 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 is the, one of the crucial ones. Uh, so yeah, I, was, I think four or five I had to watch still. And I, it is very addictive viewing because I think that the, the clever thing, I'll stop banging on about it in a minute, but the clever thing about this extraordinary structural device they use is that it keeps you, it keeps you hooked mm. brilliantly. If they had, if they hadn't have gone for that, if they'd gone another way, then it wouldn't have been nearly as addictive as it is. So well, you're yeah, talking I, about the interview, um, like the technique of having yeah, the interview and flashing yeah, back to his past, yes, yeah. and how what that all means and how we ended up. What does that mean to how he's ended up? All we can say about it is he's in prison. He's being investigated for a crime that you see in the very first scene, and she's interrogating him about it. Mm. And that's all we can really say. And then every all the reasons why, yeah, it flashes he, him flashing back to incidents from his life. The way, the way they turn out to be relevant is the key to the whole thing. Mm. You've made me want to watch more. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch more. Yeah. Once yeah. I've watched many other things. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's on but my coming list. from you of all people, you're having a go at me for having time to watch <laughs> four or five hours extra TV. Coming from a man who watched, uh, no doubt has watched all of that thing on on Apple TV Plus coming up, season two of that sci-fi I haven't, show. I still oh haven't got God. to it. I haven't watched a I, single one. I am shocked. I know. No one's more upset about this than me. But I have had people flinging screeners at me left, right and centre. And I've just had so much stuff I've had to watch. I've not had a chance to watch what may or may not be Foundation yeah. season two on yeah. Apple. Yeah. Uh, also, there's another Apple show on the screening portal, which I've been really looking yeah. forward to, uh, a new show, what is it? What is it? which is there. Yes. Uh, and I haven't had a chance to watch that either. Oh, I think that's the same one I'm excited Let's about. Let's yeah. be vague. Just say the name. Come on. Yeah, I can, know. Say. can I say? Oh, I can say because I'm, I'm it's, I, Hijack, which yes, is same. the real-time same. Idris yes. Elba uh, plane hijacking show. I'm going to watch mm. that this weekend, I yeah. think. The whole yeah. thing is on yeah. the screen. Probably. And you know what will be coming quite soon is For All Mankind, season yes. four. Although I haven't caught up yet. I'm watching it, I'm watching it, still watching it, but I'm still, I'm in season... Three? Yeah. You need to or talk. two. Or two? Is it two? I think I'm in two. Are you on Mars yet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get your ass to Mars. I'm back on Arnold again. Um, oh, look. Oh, oh, do you know what? Hang okay. on. No, yeah. wait, yeah. Hang on. Don't, no spoilers. Yeah. Can I just no say, hilariously, but I've just got to say that the, to the people that have tweeted us, <laughs> this is the time code when it got me. I said like, nothing. Mm-hmm. I have in no way yeah. mentioned. Yeah, it's a nice little ting it up. Mm. Yeah. I have in no way mentioned that Arnold uh, retweeted me and referred to me uh, as his friend on Twitter last night. I didn't bring it up, you did. Yeah. That's, you know, so that's fine. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's very nice that Arnold, or let's be honest, his social media manager, <laughs> referred to me as his friend. His close, close personal, I, I reckon, close personal friend. I reckon his social media manager showed him on his yeah. iPhone. Oh, without a doubt. Do, should I say this to... to, to yeah. yeah. 
and he went, oh. James, my friend. Yeah. I'm I, sorry, I don't yeah. think he, it was even a social media manager. I think, think it was Arnold. Arnold was in his easy boy with his piglet and his donkey nearby, just like, you know, caressing them. He had his iPad, which he can barely work because he's just pressing, because his fingers are so big, he's pressing like about multiple buttons at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I think he read it and he's like, yeah, James, my friend. Yeah, that's right. You could be in season two of uh, Arnold. Is that what it's called? I don't, the, uh, the Fubar, I think you're a very, it's, well, I could be in season two of the documentary. No, that's that, I'm in the documentary. Oh, no, I'm not going to be in Fubar, that'd no, be weird. It's going to be looking yeah. at reactions on the documentary. Yeah. To the series, yeah, and you're going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually quite surprised that my the big nine thousand word feature I wrote on him did not feature more prominently in his yeah. three-part documentary. Yeah. Perhaps I its hope own you episode. in some way refer to yourself as Pilot TV's James, so that when he does mention you on the documentary, we get a bit of a shout. Well, if he invites me on, I will one hundred percent identify myself that way. Yes, <laughs> that, that will happen. I identify as being the pilot. Yeah, TV I podcast. identify <laughs> as being James Dyer from the Pilot TV podcast, Arnold's close personal friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So is that what you've been watching? Um, the tweets that are on yes, I've been watching <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's Twitter feed. Holding that in front yeah. of your face. Ever scouring since, it. Ever since he put that tweet up, he's yeah. just yeah. been watching that's it. All yeah. His, that's all I do. Yeah. Notifications. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Shameless. Um, so you haven't been watching Foundation. What have you been watching? Well, I can't talk about it. Or more specifically, I'm not going to tell you. Wait. Oh, God. Come on, don't be frustrated. <laughs> no, no. I'm not going to tell you what I've been watching until later in the show. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Intriguing. Right. Yeah. You've reeled what? us in. Yeah. What have you been watching? Are you can tell the listeners uh, as well as just us. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, yeah. Once the show is over, <laughs> I'll tell you Boydo. two, and that'll be it. Boydo, yeah. that'd be weird. He just puts the mics off. And tells <laughs> he is us. weird. This is a weird crossover between what you've been watching <laughs> and some weird. later new phase that, of the show. That is the quote for the podcast. He is. Watching. I like to keep you guessing. I don't want you to get bored of the podcast. Is why I do this. So I like to. Okay. I like to throw a curveball every now and then, oh, right. as yeah. you're going to discover once we get through this segment. <laughs> um, oh my god, it's going to be more naked attraction, isn't it? Uh, no, uh, well, uh, well, no, it's not. It's not. It's actually not. There's. Uh, I've. Left, I mean, I think Boyd has 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 had the. the you know, he's he's. Yeah, he's taken on he's the. Got yeah. that bit covered. Yeah. With your. Uh, or not. Uh, Nacho. Right. Okay, with Nacho. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes, fine. with your Nacho porn star screening. Still yeah. don't have access to that. No, I mean it's on TV now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lionsgate Plus. I, I don't think I've got Lionsgate. Um, check. It. I think it's on. Um, it's on Prime Video. It's like a. a oh, okay, fine. It's like a portal <laughs> on Prime Video. Yeah. It's like some, you can yeah. find it. Anyway, if you jump through the portal, you get nakedness <laughs> and the um, portal, yeah. gratuitous uh, stripping. That's what it is. Okay, speaking of gratuitous stripping, what have you been watching? Well, I've been watching Amal Rajan's uh, interview with Philip Schofield because everyone was talking about it. Uh, It was BBC. It was after, James, there was a bit of, well, you hopefully will know, there's been some stuff going on with Philip Schofield. I'm aware. Leaving this morning, etc. Let's not get into it. Can worms. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm not even getting the can opener out, but I'm just saying that. I mean, Amal, you've already got it out. He did an interview for the BBC, and I have to say, Amal did an amazing job, I thought, with what was a very, it was a difficult interview to do, the, the subject matter, also when the interviewee is clearly very distressed and in mental anguish. But I thought he handled it very well. Um, and yeah, it was, it was fascinating. Anyone who's sort of like been keeping up to date with the story, which I don't know if many pilot listeners are, um, it was a bit of a talking point. It was a couple of talking last week. Pilot listeners are more into pop culture and the news than necessarily the pilot TV host is. See, I use James as the benchmark, (laughs) so then I always feel I have to apologise. No, no. Was Philip Schofield the one who was famously punched in the face by the lead singer of Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine? What? Famously. (laughs) Famously Boyd. Famously Um, Boyd. I don't know if he was. I don't know that story. Do you know? I'm going to look it up. I'm I'm going to Google it now. now. 
It's so we're famous, they're both Googling. Madly Googling. This will definitely be the first thing that comes up when I Google Philip Schofield. Yes, yes it is right. absolutely true. Carter, Carter, you were some take Philip Schofield out on smash on stage of Smash. Yes. Oh my god. He I think he made a snarky comment about their music. Wow. <laughs> the singer came up and lamped him. Brilliant. Well, he's yeah. had bigger problems since then, it's yeah. safe to say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that is the least of his issues. Yeah. Anyway, so that was very uh, interesting. Uh, job well done by Amal. Um, also, I haven't watched anything new because I'm addicted to re-watching Veep. So I'd watched like a couple of seasons back when it was originally on and then I must have just, you know, just lost it, like didn't carried on watching something else. And I've got so far into it now that I can't, every day now I'm watching it, I can't, I can't get enough of it. And I didn't know that Hugh Laurie was in it. So oh, even yeah. more obsessed. Veep is brilliant. Veep is one the of the... The writing on that, the acting. A lot of the writers from um, Succession, of course, worked on it. Yes. And um, and it's fantastic. Absolutely. And stars the greatest living Julia, woman, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. And Julia with Tony Hale are the greatest partnership, I think, in like... Yeah, brilliant. It's one, it's one of our favourite shows, yeah. It's, it's a show that's easily forgotten about because, I don't know, it didn't quite get the... Because it's a half-hour comedy very strictly, didn't quite get the kind of attention that Succession itself, for example, got, or even hear the thick of it. Because it was kind of the American version of the thick it of was, it to yeah. some extent. Armando Nucci was the showrunner. I feel like, even though it ran for, what, seven seasons, maybe? I'm Six, not sure. Seasons? I'm on season four. Uh, and it, uh, it's, uh, every single episode is fantastic. Oh, yeah. all killer, no filler. Yeah. I urge, so please, I, can I'm everyone start watching that. it? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a proper triumph of a show. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus has got a really good film coming out soon, I believe, directed mm. by Nicole Hofsinner, um, is, is a legend Absolute legend, yeah. One of the great. She's got a great podcast, so yeah, she has all round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know when we were legend. talking about Arnold and we were saying he could do absolutely anything, I, how and then we were saying, bring, no, wait, 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 wait. We're talking about Julia Louis <laughs> Dreyfus. No, there is there's a and segue here. Like, I'm saying, remember we said Arnold can do every, everything. He's in politics, bodybuilding. But we, we were like, well, we well, he doesn't have. We, when podcast, we reviewed Arnold, last, we said, but he doesn't have a podcast. He has a podcast. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He has a podcast. Right. Yeah, Every, I mean, everyone has a podcast. Better than us at everything. Has My Sly close Stallone got personal well? friend, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Has Stallone got a podcast as well? Probably. Probably. They've yeah. all got podcasts. Yeah. I interviewed Julia Dreyfus once. Was um, she amazing? Name drop. She, uh, I, if you asked the question, who have you been most excited to interview in your mm. entire professional life? It would be, she'd be in the top five. Really? Yeah. Arnold would and be my was, number one. Of course he would, yeah. <laughs> Who'd be your number one? It would be Arnie. Yeah, we know. <laughs> um, but I'm much more excited to interview Julia Dreyfus. Yeah, she was fantastic. Has she ever referred to you as her close personal friend? Early days. <laughs> Well, I could say yes. I mean, no. <laughs> no, I one mean, no one would know. No one would no know. One would yeah, know. I, mean, I think the recording still exists. That's fair. But yeah. Anyway, everyone should watch Veep. It's really good if you haven't already. How and... did you stumble upon it? Is it they're repeating on Sky Atlantic or something? Must yes. Yeah. It's on Catch. Well, I don't know. It's just all there. But you just decided to you watch just, it rather than yeah. out of nowhere. You just said, I'm going to watch it. You didn't Veep. go home, switch on the TV, and Veep was on. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, I sort it out. Oh, fine. Um, okay. I think, yeah. I don't know why I got into it again, mm. but it is brilliant. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Grand. Super. You're not answering the question at all. I'm not answering the question at all. Anyway, (laughs) and also we get to be maverick now as well because, as you will notice, I didn't share any kind of postbag thing with you today because I entirely forgot. Yeah. So we don't have a postbag question. So instead of that, uh, I'm going to delve into the postbag and do a live triage. Oh lord. So so you're gonna have to bear with me. Last, you know what? Last um, pilot plus your triage system actually worked. I thought it worked quite well. Well, I had to go through afterwards, and I, I may have tidied up the postbag a little bit afterwards because basically <laughs> what happened is Sophie had been off on holiday, and she came back and whacked in a load of stuff that got into the generic pilot account, and it all got mixed up together. It was chaos. It was Why? anarchy, anarchy. Uh, in Why? There, because I, before it was so well organised. That's by right. You. Yeah. So so I blame Sophie entirely for disrupting no. the triage system. Justice for Sophie. Indeed. 
Uh, but yeah, so we had we had a uh, uh, a kind of a, a follow up message from you. Remember a while back we were talking about uh, subtitles. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, we talked about subtitles yes. quite a lot, uh, and why the youths watch yeah. everything with subtitles. You hate them. <laughs> yes, yeah. and a lot of subtitles people were saying, "Well, it's because these young people are always on the TikToks and it has subtitles on by default." Oh yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's actually the reason. But uh, we had a message here from someone called Jacqueline Robinson. And Jacqueline says, Hello Pod, James recently asked why people watch TV with subtitles even when it's in their native language. I am 36 years old with good hearing and I keep subtitles on by default. First, movie and TV soundscapes are more cluttered than they were in the past with all kinds of ambient noise either added or kept in to achieve a more immersive and or realistic experience making it harder to catch all dialogue. Second, performances have become more naturalistic and actors simply don't enunciate as Mm. much. Third, with streaming we can access movies and TV from around the world and it's thankfully common now to hear more diverse accents I'm in America but prefer shows out of Britain Ireland Australia etc along with non-English stuff fourth despite the speculation about attention spans I am usually very focused and want to make sure I catch every word of dialogue finally I prefer to keep my TV volume low because I don't want to assault my own ears or bother my housemates and neighbours with loud crashes, explosions, gunfire, etc. Just so I can hear the actual dialogue. Those are my top reasons and I've found that once you start routinely watching with subtitles, it's difficult to go without them. Mm. Apologies for the extremely long explanation. Just to end by saying I absolutely love the podcast and we give you a five-star rating every week. Bless you. Uh, But crucially, has she? Actually, yeah, crucially, <laughs> have you done that? Because if you haven't, then, Get on you it. know, seriously. But that's a very comprehensive list. And do you know mm. what I have to say? That I've noticed that there have been a number of times that I've been rewinding stuff because the actors have mumbled in that way that we do in real life. But actually, mm. I you know, haven't quite caught what they were saying. So, yeah, actually, maybe I should get the subtitles. Well, you know what? The last show, one of the last shows I had to watch with subtitles was the succession finale mm. after I'd already seen it once because there's a scene right at the end with Tom and Shiv where Tom set, almost whispers something to Shiv. Oh, yeah, yeah. what was that? And you're like, what is it? Well, it's a spoiler. Oh, yeah, okay. So um, I had to so I turned on the subtitles I, to get I yeah. rewound it a few yeah. times. I remember that. Yeah, and there are quite a few lines of dialogue in succession actually mm. throughout the whole recent run where they almost almost deliberately whispered or kind of, yeah, and, and you really have to strain to listen. So, but... It's also the classic example of why, despite all of that very, very interesting and and completely understandable reasons to use subtitles, I still find it annoying because it does anticipate the timing of the dialogue delivered Mm. by the characters. That's why I can't get round. It does... We had that experience, James, and I had the experience of watching this show, which we can't talk about, just to be really super annoying again. What's it called? Where where there was a group of us watching it in the office of a streaming company, and they had the subtitles on. I was like, but this is telling us what's about to be I was, said. I was furious about yeah. the whole thing. So I am with you on that one. I find that, I do find that annoying. Yeah. I may, going, may or may not have complained. Going forward, I think we can't <laughs> ever, we can't mention anything that we can't mention. We can't, we can't mention that we can't mention things, yeah. is what you're saying. Don't wow. talk about anything that you can't mention because it's it's annoying. I think you just have to live with that. <laughs> no, We're I can't. annoying. No, I, on behalf yeah. of the it's listeners. Too late. No, like, it's too late. Now. This whole, like, you know, being ambiguous. And Where's it going to stop? People might say it's annoying that I keep name dropping. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about true. Oh, no, we're all entirely annoying. I feel like if we stop doing stuff. everything yeah. that annoys the listeners, <laughs> yeah. the podcast would just be an hour and a half of dead air. Yeah. Uh, but but I will say on to this point. So one of our listeners, and sorry, I can't remember your name, did send me to a link on Twitter, which was a video of one of the publications. They spoke to someone who actually does the dialogue mixes for for, for film and TV and she gave an incredibly long and comprehensive answer which touched on a lot of this which is very much that yes absolutely right 
we people do go for more naturalistic performances, which means they don't project in the way did they did in the, the sort of days of yore. Uh, and in addition, it's also to do with dynamic range as well. So if you have an explosion, that explosion needs to sound louder than obviously speech, but you have a limit to how loud you can make things. So instead of making the explosion super loud so it blows the roof off the place, they bring the dialogue down in the mix to keep a large dynamic range mm. between the explosion and the dialogue. So that brings the dialogue down. Also, the fact that we're... Uh, audio used to be mastered for like mono or then stereo. Now it's often mastered for like 70 channel Atmos in a theater. And all of that has to be down mixed to 7.1, 5.1 surround stereo mono. So you're losing clarity as you down mix it all. And most people only have stereo speakers, right? And then just to complicate matters, you've probably got, you both got, Boyd's got a screen the size of fucking Mount Everest. So the speakers are probably massive as well. But most normal human beings have a flat screen TV with tiny weeny little speakers. Yeah, and because they're in the back, they're facing the back wall as well. So all of these things will serve to muddy the sound. So unless you've got like a massive Dolby Atmos system, I imagine it is quite hard to hear the dialogue. That's quite interesting actually. So there are many, many different reasons why dialogue is harder to hear, but it is legitimately, authentically much harder to here nowadays than it was in days past. Cool. Oh, well, that's re reassuring because I thought we were just all going deaf. Yeah. However, I still refuse to have subtitles on on general principle because it ruins of everything. Of course. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so that was that was a question. Uh, I'm going to pull out another one. I'm going to pull out. So we're actually almost doing a post bag, yeah. a mini post bag section. Rewriting even the though, even though last week's enough. Pilot Plus was a post bag yes. special, yes. I didn't make a big enough dent in the post bag. So we're just oh. doing a couple here. Uh, so like, I mean, just do one how you like. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you had your rustling coat on, right? <laughs> Which, if it was one of us, you would have castigated us mm. yeah. and insisted. But we I got to strip it off, and that was thematically Which was, yeah, consistent with PTSD, the show. Yeah, FYI. And now he's like, you know, running. Believe over in miracle. No, oh, I urge you never, <laughs> the no, full James, never do that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay, I got another message here. Go on. I out because it's, it, well, anyway, I don't know who it's from because the name is... I think also enough left to say pulling it out. It out yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you can't say pulling it out in the, <laughs> the same sentence monster. as we've talked, the full, oh, talked about the full Monty. Uh, hi, James Boyd and Kay. Just wondering what hi. avatars you all use on your logins when you go on Prime Video slash Netflix, etc. This is a great question. <laughs> I noticed they have characters from The Expanse on Prime Video oh and I was God. looking to change mine. So is James masquerading as Amos Burton? Is Boyd considering a Sandman character for his Netflix <laughs> avatar? Is there a Kardashian on Disney Plus for Kay Ooh. to appear as? Uh, she would fit their KK naming system after mm. all. I have never... What heard, I did not know this was a thing. What, changing no, avatars? I, no, I just use the default like little... Whatever green button it is on Netflix or whatever. Um, God, you know. you're such a maverick. Oh yeah, I don't. I have no idea that you can I, choose your own now. But now, like, no, you can. I'll, I'll, I'll have a look. I also was oblivious to it until my nieces got hold of because we were at the time when you could share uh, the Netflix thing. Um, they had changed it, and they they changed their mum, my sister, to Claire Foy's the Queen. Right, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> and um, then for me, they oh. chose a orangutan. Oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> there wasn't an angry ferret, presumably. So yeah. No, it definitely wasn't one of those. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, so and that was great music. Yeah. Playful. Yeah. Yeah. Fun okay. and playful. There's one, there's yes. one explanation. They're playful, that's why. Yeah. That's yes. my interpretation yeah. of it. Uh, You're sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, well, well, what was yours, James? Uh, well, so my Disney Plus avatar is the Mandalorian. Uh, my my Netflix avatar was at one point Geralt of Rivia, obviously. Of but do you know what? My Amazon Prime avatar actually is exactly what oh. she said. It is Amos Burton from The Expanse. That is absolutely who's, who's true. Who plays Amos Burton in the show? Uh, it's Wes Chatham. 
Okay. You yep. know him too well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually do have Amos Burton as my as my prime avatar. So uh, that's why I like that question because I thought that was that's that's some that's some pretty good insight right there. Good question. I'll give it to Larry David, I think. Yeah, so that's you that. Is Larry David available as one? I have no idea, but if he is... If he is, I'm on that's it. the one you're taking. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, right, should we, should we do another question? Should we move yes. on? What do you want to do? Let's do one more. You want to do, do one more? more. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm picking... I'm, I'm just going to pick one at random. And it is from Philip. Philip okay. says... Hi guys, love the pod. I always listen when I'm out running, splitting the show into two halves to make sure I go out twice a week. Hmm, oh. Cunning. So thanks for launching Pilot Plus. My knees are in bits, but I'm fitter than ever. <laughs> On that note, my tediously linked question is, who are the team's favourite sports people in TV shows? Oh, in TV shows. Could be a regular cast member or a one-off cameo. Obviously the correct answer is Roy Kent, but I look mm. forward to hearing your views. There you go. This is Philip from Belfast. Ooh, that's what's, a, a favorite, what's the wording again? Sports people. Favourite sports people in TV shows. So presumably meaning fictional sports people right. as opposed to actual sports people who are starring in TV shows. Oh, that's, oh okay. That's a bit harder. Yeah, that is quite hard. Because it's obviously Ted Lasso is... Yeah. It's full of sports it's people. Of sports so, people. So yeah, Roy Kemp would have been my obvious, yeah. my go-to answer yeah. I didn't this. really watch... You were a fan of Glee, weren't you, James? Glee? Yeah. Do you know what? I did actually watch most of the first season of Glee. Who's the isn't the coach? What's her name? The one with the whistle. Oh yes, the coach with the whistle. Mm. Mm, her. What's her name? Coach. <laughs> I don't remember. I know yes, who you mean. Yeah, I don't remember the character's right, name. Let me look it up while you I don't remember the yours. character's name. Um, a League of Their Own was very good. One yes, those, they are sports sh- people. Yeah, they are sports. That's people. That's a good shout. Okay. Sue Sylvester. That was her character. Oh yeah, she was yeah. Sue Sylvester. Played by yes, played the great. by Jane Lynch, isn't it? Jane no, Lynch. Because Bemis Solekumelo. Mm. is in... Um, my personal friend. Uh, yeah, is in a league of their own. Okay. Did you realise that? Yeah, I did. She's yes. not my personal friend, by the way. I just interviewed her. And in the similar vein to James and Boyd then say they're my besties. Yeah, the British, British um, <clears throat> star of Famelan, Um and, and also Black Ops. Black Ops, exactly. Yeah, but that's... Yeah, so... Um, I wonder what other sports-based shows was. I mean, I go back to the days of The Manageress, which was a kind of forerunner, almost in a way, of Ted Lasso, which was a drama. Sherry Lungi, I believe, played the first... Sherry Lungi? God, yeah. That's the name for her. Yeah, Sherry Lungi Wait, played the first ever female football manager, and, and which still hasn't happened to this day. I mean, there's lots of female football managers of women's teams, but there still isn't, isn't you know, it'd be amazing to see a British woman managing a male's football team. Mm. But that's what that was about. That's what that show was about, the manageress. Uh, and was kind of one of the first dramas, certainly that I was aware of, to, to be set in the world of football. And there was that Sky One Dream Team, but that was always oh, kind yeah. of like slightly too cheap to ever make the football action vaguely. God, believable. that's a blast from the past. Yeah. Dream yeah. Team. So yeah, those those things. I I, I mean. Obviously, sports shows are not my no, absolute go-to. But, but Coach Taylor, Friday Night Lights. Mm. Failing that, Tim Riggins, if we actually have to have someone who plays the game. Uh, but Friday Night Lights is full of sportsmen. Of They're course, all Matt Saracen, some great, some great people in the Jason Street. Um, any Glow stands here? If Beth were here, she would almost certainly yes. stand for Glow. Yeah, true. Uh, which, you know, it's an entertainment sports, but still a sport. Oh, completely, yeah. uh, Did either of you watch Ballers, The Rocks? Uh, no. the Rock I watched show. some of it. Didn't love it. It was a bit like, um, what was that annoying show? It was like 
Entourage had that similar tone mm. to Entourage that I found quite irritating. Entourage, a show that at the time I remember enjoying, but now it has aged so oh, spectacularly so badly. badly. Particularly the film. The film was oh my a God. disaster. It's, it's yeah. excruciating. It's, it's, like, it's you almost just can't watch it now. Sex and the City 2 and mm. Entourage, two mm. of the worst films. Both spun off from HBO shows. But, yeah, so, true. Yeah. Uh, would, would Cobra Kai, would they class as sportsmen? I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's a karate yeah. tournament. Yeah. So Miguel, maybe. Yeah. All right, good. We've semi, yeah, well semi half heartedly answered that question. If you would like your question, you know, read out here or even on the Pilot Plus podcast, then then do send them in to us at Pilot TV Pod via DM on Instagram or Twitter, or to me directly, thus taking full advantage of the triage system at James C. Dyer on Instagram. Close personal friend of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You can find me on there. Right. Shall we move oh, on to the news? What's been happening in the news, people? News. Uh, Big Boys Series 2 has started filming. Has it? That's been announced. And the reason why I know that was because I was on the set watching it with my own eyes and I can confirm they are back and um, it is brilliant. So I'm excited about the return. I can't say anything more than that, obviously, though. Say more than that. All right. I had a good time. It was good. And That's I got good. to chat to Jack Rook, which was yeah, the creator. Very, yeah, the creator. Star of the previously aforementioned uh, Pilot TV Yes, uh, our 200th live, live 200th episode oh, where he did the storytellers masterclass. There you go. Yeah. He mentioned that and he said, "Say hi to you guys." Oh, yeah. So that hi, was Jack. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, do you know I was nearly going to be on set of a TV show this week? I was invited and then naked immediately uninvited. It was naked attraction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Slash the full Monty series too. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, I was I was invited on set of a show and I was really excited about it because it's a show I really like. And then I was immediately uninvited. So it's oh, not happening well, now. Any you going to tell us? I don't know that I'm allowed to say what it was. Oh, James, but, this is what uh, I'm talking about. Oh, that's it. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, is... I can't say. Well, I can say. No. It was American. But yes, I, uh, I'm not doing annoying. it. That's annoying. It's not happening. At all? Or just, I just... I, I know that. I did, it, yeah, it's just like... This is a yeah. mistake. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No. They were going to invite me. Oh, God, no, not him. <laughs> Anyone else. That, so the, the day clearly is still going ahead, but I'm not allowed to go. That yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Okay. This is another annoying, frustrating. Yeah, another annoying. And also, you know what? has almost certainly happened is that he's got invited to this thing he's been excited about it and then he's realised that at some point he's slagged off someone um, you know yeah. classic like yeah. when he slags stuff on him he goes and next week we're interviewing the cast member from it you're like oh god yeah. so yeah. yeah I think I think that that's actually good because it shows how you know completely unimpeachable our integrity is the way even what, when we have people on from shows we will not be held back from our you know mm. yeah sure that's yeah. what impartial is. reviews something like that Anyway, TV uh, yeah. news. The other bit of news I wanted to um, say, I'm grabbing this before any of you can say it, is that uh, an exciting bit of Ted Lasso news. They uh, put out a tweet with a picture mm. of Nate, Roy, and the coach, who we now know Beard. is called... No, what was his name? It was revealed, wasn't it? Beard. Willis. Something. Willis Beard. Yeah. I mean, his actual Will name, yeah. 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 Um, and, it's, and with a simple um, line, smells like potential. Yes, uh, yeah. and Boyd then... Was, Boyd was right in his... Crucially... Nick Mohammed retweeted it with just the zipper mouth emoji, meaning he's saying nothing. But were yeah. you about you were saying I got it right? I was just about to say Boyd all along had said that there would be a spin-off, most likely around Roy. Um he was constantly yes, saying Yes, who could it. possibly have guessed that that would be the case? Don't be sad. I don't remember you guessing it. It was yeah. pretty much. No, James, those words never came out of your mouth. James, I'm pretty sure we all said there's no, clearly no, no, gonna no. be a spin-off. You never you never said it. And James's yeah. desire yeah. desire to always be right yeah. and always be you know in the know mm. has just been exposed right exactly yeah well done like boys the full Monty he's been exposed <laughs> yes <That laughs> is right. and Nacho yeah um, other news Doctor Who news Bonnie Langford 
mentioned is back. That. James, you're looking at me blank. I'm going to guess she was Peter Davidson's companion. Would I be correct? No. Sylvester McCoy's. Well done. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm a Hoovian. She crossed over the sixth and seventh doctors. Uh, is that Colin, the two of them? Colin Baker and Sylvester uh, McCoy. Colin Baker, Colin Baker often forgotten. Um, and Sylvester McCoy. She had a cameo in Jodie Whittaker's final episode. A lot of the old companions and doctors had cameos. Fantastic cameos. I love that final episode, by the way, of Jodie Whittaker's uh, Doctor. Um, she said, I'm up. She's bringing back the character of Melanie Bush and Russell T. Davis intriguingly says, this is the most important thing. This is what Russell T. Davis said crucially, open those TARDIS doors wide because Bonnie's back. What an honour, delight and hoot to welcome back the character of Melanie after too long away. And this isn't just a cameo. Bonnie is right in the thick of the action, battling monsters and chaos and cliffhangers right Mm. at the Doctor's side, just like the old days. There you go. She is a delightful human being. I've done a photo shoot with her. She was completely lovely. Yeah, Yeah. famously a delightful human being. (laughs) Bonnie Langford. Bonnie Langford. What news do you have, James? Uh, What news do I hear? Ahsoka has a date now that's coming on August the 23rd, if you were excited about that, Kay. I know you were. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else has happened? Perry Mason. Cover story of the new issue of Empire. Yeah, she is on the new issue of Empire. I should probably plug that, shouldn't I? Ahsoka is on the cover of the new issue of Empire with some gold foil as well. It's a very snazzy little cover. I haven't have a copy of it here. Oh, let's see. Hold it up. There you go. That's Ahsoka. It has got gold foil. A super Ahsoka. Yeah. Very good. Including my last in the series. If you want stuff, if you're feeling bereft after the end of Barry, then I give you four uh, shows to watch to make what, you feel what, less what, bereft. What were the shows, boys? Well, give me two um, of them. Don't give everything away. G- give me two of the know shows. You I don't like to give too much away. He says, <laughs> frantically thumbing through. Because <laughs> you don't remember what you wrote. Curb your enthusiasm. Right. Because Bill Hader, of course, appeared Indeed. fantastically. And the co-creator of Barry produced, directed a lot of episodes of Curb. Arrested Development. Because of Henry Winkler, Mister In Between, oh, which we mentioned out. on this yes. very podcast last week. Yes. Oh yeah, I want to watch that. Yes, on Disney Plus, and a show called Hindsight, which was the first big show that Sarah Goldberg appeared in, mm. and that is on Amazon Freebie. I think you'll find. Everyone, go and buy the new issue of Empire Magazine out now. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And all good and evil news. There's items. actually also there's a genuine, there's a really good genuinely, as opposed to the non-genuine, really good pieces <laughs> in Empire about Black Mirror. Um, oh, really? Yeah, really interesting interview. Charlie oh, yeah, which, and I will be um, hosting his Q and A on Monday. At actually, the I saw he um, some newspapers had picked up yes. uh, on the uh, pre press yes. for Empire. Yes, they and had. They'd sort of maybe twisted the head, or you know, taken it out of context. And he was displeased, but obviously he was very happy to do the interview with Empire in the first place. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, nice plug. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well done, James. Uh, Not honest. James. Well done, Nick. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, um, Perry Mason which by all accounts had an excellent second season. We reviewed the first one on this podcast. has been cancelled. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, no she, more Perry which Mason. Which we kind of completely ignored, didn't we? But that was a screener situation, I think. And, a, and a, um, it was also moved. It moved around a couple of times on the schedule, which is my excuse for not. Well, it's now it. moved off the schedule entirely. Yeah. So there is no more <laughs> no more Perry Mason Gosh. at all. Yeah. Okay. What else has happened? So did you see this? So there was an announcement that there will be more shows being removed from Disney+. Plus. Oh, oh yeah. God. They've really? said. Uh, yes. So, you know, they noted that they will be moving certain produced content from their streaming services. Uh, so I guess there'll be more coming. They've obviously culled a few already, but they're going to be they're going to be axing more shows. I wonder what Disgrace. will be next under the knife. Disgrace. Yeah. There's also, talking of footballers on TV, in TV stuff, here's, here's a story for you, James. Have you heard of Lionel Messi? 
Oh, yeah. He's he a footballer. Yeah. He's the best footballer in the world. There has no, been for the last I few years. That. I mean, I actually think that Ronaldo, but that's not true. Um, he is teaming up with Sony Music Entertainment and Atlantis Animation to bring an animated series based on himself, Kay. Um, a CG animated series inspired by Lionel Messi himself. Um, quite extraordinary scenes. Um, yeah. So basically, there'll be a character based on him, young Messi, overcoming titanic challenges. Okay. Has Messi moved over to the American team? Um, he is joining Miami. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, everyone thought he was going to join the Saudi Arabia. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I know, I know. Football, leather ball, kicking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, good. Any more news? Uh, not for me. No, it's enough. not been a big news week. No, it has not been. I think we covered week. it all. All right, fine. Yeah. Fine. James, question actually. Um, you know the bandage you got on your finger is that just for attention now? Or yeah, is it pretty much. It's just for oh, attention. Okay. He's yeah. holding up. He's basically like Mr. Bump, but on his finger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a bandage on my finger, and really, it is just here to emphasise how much I cannot play the guitar for Kay, regardless. <gasps> no, of I'm going to insist upon it. I can't wait. That's, he's going to serenade us all. I mean, it's going to be great. Enough. I mean, he's not, but that's that's fine. That now, talk fine. about yourself in the third person. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. Shall we move on to this week's reviews? Yep. Let's move on to this week's reviews. Uh, and first up this week, we have the Full Monty. Should I put my jacket back on so I can take it off again? And your pants, be... please, James. Crucially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for HR reasons. Uh, <laughs> this is the return of the male stripping troupe that proved a breakout hit back in the 90s. Uh, though this actually features far less stripping than you might be expecting. Uh, Kay was bitterly disappointed by that, obviously, especially after missing out on the other penis show, Nacho. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this limited series picks up with the gang decades later, only to find that life in Sheffield is not, frankly, all roses and full frontal nudity. Uh, Boydie. It is taking all of my willpower not to tee this one up with a quote from Withnail and I, because uh, that might be too much even for me. But uh, let's take a lateral move on that and just say, is this a worthy successor to the hit film or is the return of Monty just a terrible stunt? Uh, I should say, that's an excellent joke. The fact that neither of you got it is your again. failing yeah, and not mine. Is Monty a terrible stunt? What is the joke? Oh, is that that's from sorry, Monty the character from With Nail and I. Yeah, and sorry. So, right. Oh, yeah. And so so I this is why I preambled it by mentioning with yes, her, because I didn't did. think you'd get it no. and you still didn't get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Even explaining it, I'm not. I mean really, it's just I think no. we're blank because it's just not funny. It's example. hilarious. What's yeah. wrong with you? Anyway. I anyway. Think Jake was generous. <laughs> I um I rather enjoyed this. Uh spoiler alert. Getting to the getting to the crux of the matter before mm. the full in-depth no, in depth analysis. <laughs> um I first of all it's twenty-five effing years believe mm. it or not since the Full Monty came out in cinemas and became a massive hit um, you know fairly low budget British uh, film about a bunch of working class men who end up stripping off in the finale famously and I think just the whole idea of, when this was first mooted there was going to be like a TV reboot I was like you know you, what was going to be like a smattering of the original cast a new generation probably coming up with a strip show you know I thought I, I wasn't that excited by the whole idea but actually, what Simon Beaufort has done, the writer of the original show, and he's the joint co-show um, runner with Alice Nutter, who's the co-writer of this, what he's done is he's, he has somehow, along with the producers, reunited pretty much every single cast mm. member from the film. Robert Carlyle, Mark Addy, Tom Wilkinson, Steve Houston, Paul Barber, Hugo Spear, Leslie Sharp, the great Leslie Sharp, they're all fucking in it. 
basically, if you pardon my language, which is, which alone is an extraordinary feat, I think, to come up with. And they must have had to come up with, Simon Beaufort and, and Alice Nutter must have come up with scripts and ideas that were good enough to entice all of those actors. Because let's face it, like Robert Carlyle is, is not like, you know, he doesn't want for new roles. He's a busy mm. man. He's in loads of stuff. As you know, Leslie Sharp, she's in loads of stuff. She's in a new, she's in a new thing coming up, uh, series two, everything coming up soon on Channel Four. Um, so, and I think they have come up with a pretty relevant, kind of interestingly subversive, quite political uh, show on Disney Plus. Let's bear in mind. So, kudos to Disney Plus for commissioning it and letting them create it in this way. That has a lot to say about the state of Britain right now. Without saying too pompous about it. You know that how hard it is for people living, you know, working class people particularly, um, living some of them living on in poverty basically, up more north. or less. Sorry, up north. Up, yeah, in the it, north. it feels very much like a leveling up. up commentary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's definitely a lot of references to you know stuff that let's face it, this Tory government, <laughs> if you pardon my expression, have been responsible for, and it does not pull its punches. And I think that because one of the things that is easy to forget about the original film was it was pretty political in itself, mm. um, and that. Is for me the most important and satisfying thing about this show is that it sticks with that, and in fact, I would say builds on it and makes this even more of an angry kind of almost of agitprop kind of uh, uh, storytelling. And uh, on top of that, I found the uh, way that the characters are still there and kind of still know each other quite cleverly mm-hmm. believable, yes, plausible, definitely. So there's like a cafe that two of them run that you know one of them, a couple of them frequent, and why wouldn't they? You know that makes sense. Uh-huh. 100% you believe these yeah. people are still mates. Yeah. You know, in and out of each other's lives. Right. Leslie Sharp's character is now the headmistress. Her husband is the, you know, works at the school. Mm. He's the caretaker, effectively, mm. Mark Andrews' character. So they've done a good job. If Basically, if you said to me, you know, all the different elements needed to make a TV series spin-off 25 years after a film comes out, this is how to do it. I mean, I do yeah. think they've done a really good job. And um, the new characters are interesting as well. There's, you know, it starts off with this this uh, teenage girl who's a bit, a bit of a tearaway. She's embroiling this little this this boy into kind of joining her. Into, basically, she nicks the dog from Britain's Got Talent. The Britain's Got Talent dog, <laughs> she nicks. Slight spoiler alert, but you know. That's a, no, that's right at the beginning. Kay's looking at me like I've ruined it. I don't think we'll have many complaints about okay. that one. It's, in the, isn't it, it's, like it's fine that she minutes. nicks a dog, I think. She's yeah, nicking a dog. It's not a plot point. It's fine. Exactly. Thank you. Um, and uh, I so I found it very entertaining, satisfying, well written, well acted, well put together. I think it's good. I agree with everything you've just said, so I won't repeat it. But I just think, you know, when we hear about these shows coming back or they're being remade, you think, oh god, really? Like, just think of something new. But actually, this is more like a, a, a what happened next, an update, and it's totally believable. And it, you know, I think it's funny it's heartwarming and it retains a lot of the DNA of the film like with the social commentary as Boyd said about you know how hard it is for the working class how they're being treated under certain governments in fact it starts off and I really like the beginning because they have this montage of from the original and then they give a summary of the time elapsed so like seven prime ministers and eight northern regeneration policies later kind of thing so it is you know as he as Boyd said it packs a punch but it never becomes I don't think lecturing or you know it's never heavy handed with it it's just subtly done in a very authentic way. And the thing I liked, you know, 
obviously all the characters have been reunited and it's believable but I also like that they've uh, refreshed it like with the new characters who have breathed new life into this mm. so Destiny um, and her connection to the group um, and also a character called Twiglet this young boy who forms this very sweet relationship with, with one of the characters that I found really touching and quite poignant and again it was making a bigger point um, and this whole thing you know it's like it paints a stark picture of life uh, in the North Wall working class um people and just the fact that really nothing has changed reflecting the poverty and the lack of opportunity mm-hmm. and the apathy and stuff like that but also the fact that there's a you know that at the heart is like a lot of camaraderie and hard-working people who want to um have jobs and whatever but yeah i mean it's funny it's heartwarming it's uh it's welcome were you disappointed with the lack of knobs Absolutely not. I'm not knob obsessed like you are. Like nudity obsessed. James. It obsessed. wasn't naked attraction. Yeah, exactly. If it's not naked attraction. I'm just or, saying they called yeah. it the full Monty. It's not. It's not have you, Monty. Hold on. Have you watched all eight episodes though? I've watched. We've about, watched a few. Yeah, mm, I've watched okay. maybe six. I mean, because there might be. It could be the very last shot. Is I haven't the seen the final Monty. episode. No, it could I mean, be. They, it could be kicked off in the finale. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Knobs could be um, flying. It could be. It could be full macho. Let's stop saying knobs. But no, it is. It's funny, isn't it? Because you you think of the 1997 film as being about male strippers but it wasn't was it it was about working class struggle and that's what this show is and I like also that this show feels fragmented sounds like a negative word but it's it's kind of like you follow different characters like you wander off with Mark Addy's character Dave for an episode and as Kay was saying like his relationship with the little boy Twiggler and then you'll spend some time looking at uh, at Robert Collard's Gaz who's just being a completely shitty father mm. uh, and it's and and then you know you follow Leslie Sharp who's the headmistress of a school that's literally falling apart and the fact that Hugo Spears character Guy is kind of at the heart of that as mm. well is a massive bellend is a massive bellend yes so so yeah I, I thought it was really really interesting surprisingly poignant surprisingly touching not at all what I thought this would be going in mm. it's a long time since I've watched The Full Monty a long time um, but it's also it's, it's one of those really interesting things where you take an ensemble thing like that with very defined characters and then to revisit them after so much time it's there's something weirdly fascinating about that mm. yeah I agree and it yeah. wasn't disappointing in any no, way see no. usually it is you're like I think uh... it's I think it's better than the film to be honest because I, I I mean I've watched it probably more recently than, new, recently than you um, I'm not a massive fan of it. it it has its moments but I think this is better written and um, because I think the I think they actually well they have the time as well yeah, to get and into think it, in this they? case having a longer format mm. having you know eight eight hours of TV it makes it less slightly less glib and simplistic than the film that, mm. that is at certain points so yeah I think it's good 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 the full Monty then which comes to Disney Plus on Wednesday the fourteenth of June Wednesday the fourteenth it all of drops June. I believe all eight episodes oh all in one go I think so yeah. the full Monty if you will mm, exactly yeah. there you go that's what it is. No flies on him. That's right. (laughs) Uh, And we're actually going to have a Full Monty special episode that we're doing uh, on here, which is, it's a commercial thing. It's a paid for thing by Disney. Uh, But I think as... The mouse paid us. The mouse paid us to do a special one. My opinion's not to be trusted. Uh, To be fair, I think, I think, I think everyone has learned by now that these things have absolutely no bearing on our reviews. Doesn't matter whether we're being paid to do a separate podcast. Doesn't matter whether they're guests on the show. We give no fucks. James gives no fucks. Indeed. But uh, luckily we like this, so it all works out quite well. Um, Anyway, anyway, let's do the next show. And next up, we have a show so epic 
the Sky have been teasing its release for literally months. We as a society oh, were simply not ready for the majesty of the arc, which seems to have kind of flickered in and out of the schedules in recent months. So Sky, I think, honestly, was just waiting for us to be in a place where we could handle the sheer operatic brilliance of this sci-fi extravaganza, which sees humanity's best and brightest reach for the stars in an attempt to colonise a distant world. Uh, it takes a particular type of person to be up to the task of I reviewing knew, you know what? a show of this magnitude. <laughs> but that's okay. It is okay. You are ridiculous, right? Because... Go on, just get it out. Go on. Not, not that. Just, yeah, get this next line We've out. We've sent our official sci-fi correspondent, Kay Ribeiro, to feast her eyes Ugh. upon the arc, like Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Kay, is this all it was cranked up to be? Do you know what? Go on. No, finish your intro. That yeah. That's more or less it. Sure? Does it jump the arc? I don't know. What do you oh, want? Oh, yeah, I knew oh, there was a pun. <laughs> that's quite good. Yeah, to be fair to him, that's yeah. quite good. Um, as soon as you started describing the show, I was like, what are we going to next? Because I sort of zoned out for a second. I thought, oh, God, are we doing best interest? And then I was like, oh, God. And then I thought, that's why he went to Boyd for the full Monty first, because he's going to throw to me like a dick. All right, yeah, anyway. Well, that out, is it? Yeah, okay, fine. Have you described what it was about? I, I mean, does it matter? Carry on. Okay. So it basically, I mean, the fir- most of the first episode is a se- it sets sets up what's going on, right? So a catastrophe happens immediately, um, which means that they're all in jeopardy of dying. Okay, so they're on a, they're on a ship. They're, they're on going a to colonize another planet. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're in hypersleep. Yeah, <laughs> tragedy strikes. Exactly what he said. Um, and but the, my my thing was, I went into this open minded because I don't want to be <laughs> yes. The most open-minded. No, I really did. No, I really did. Because last night I thought, I thought I don't want to be James with comedy and mainstream shows. I want to. I do want to give this go because I knew you'd be excited about it. And I was like, no, don't be a decade. Just like you know, whatever. And I didn't hate this. It was you know, but I think my I had some issues with it. Firstly, because the catastrophe happens immediately, and we haven't established a connection with the ship, spaceship, the crew, that it's not immediately very easy to care. Okay, that's what I would say, right? I think you need to just do a bit more. I'm, I'm saying it as if you've written it, James, but a little bit more work to form, forge that connection. I'll and, pass that on right, to the yeah. showrunners. Yeah. Um, if I were to sum up this episode, I would basically say it's all about water systems, <laughs> oxygen levels, and helmets being put on and, re- and taken off, removed. Um, the Much he- like the full Monty. <laughs> Yes, the helmets you wear on your head. A bit of gravity thrown in. Yeah, a little bit of gravity yeah. right, sprinkled across. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is repeated so often, those main things. Water systems, oxygen levels, and, you know, thing. Repeated so often that by the end, I sort of did hope that the oxygen levels would run out. Because <laughs> I was just Harsh. like... Harsh but fair. No, because the whole episode was like about this. And I was like, dude, like, there's only so much that I give a shit about, like, you talking about this. Just sort it out or don't. It can't be a full episode dedicated to this. I know, obviously, essential things to like living but I don't know I wanted to ask you to me it didn't seem like premium space content right um, premium both, space, space content, content. Like, <laughs> in terms of the calibre of performance I have to say I know that, you know maybe this is a bit harsh but there was a, lo- a very strong whiff of fromage right <laughs> running through this mm. right just literally emanating from the screen so I wanted to find out from you if you think it's premium like if it's 
you know, if it does, it, does this sit above everything else, or would you say this is a bit average? Well, or before we get onto that, I'm going to pass over to Boydie. <laughs> okay, can I just I'll say one you, more I'll thing? I'll answer that question. One last thing I just want to say <laughs> yeah. that um, I did find it interesting that Richard Fleishman, Fleishman, yes, from Coronation Street, James, yes. wasn't there with a mystifying Scottish accent, even a though Scottish he's from accent Manchester, and an eight pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the scene where he gets up naked, yeah, uh, with his eight pack is quite funny. We'll yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Because yeah. then, and all the women are like, oh, like in all. By the but, way, I mean, they're genuinely as a reaction. Talks yeah. to someone eyeing his package. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In the theme of the, the theme of the week, the theme of the month. Let's face it. Yeah. With naked attraction, the full Monty and Natchez. You can just, now add Richard Fleishman's yeah. knob it's to true. the whole scenario. <laughs> the pin count is off the chain on TV <laughs> yeah. at the moment. It's wild. It's wild. Um, Kay, in answer to your question of where this where this <laughs> fits in the, the pantheon, because yeah. I like science fiction. Mm. It's not just James. I'm I like sci-fi a lot. You know, I, my, yeah, some but of my you're favorite, normal. Yeah, some of my favorite films are science fiction films. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Star Wars, blah blah blah. I love this that you said that. By the way, deeply mediocre. I mean, there's oh, no good. other way. Of I thought it was, it. but it's I wasn't fine. sure if I was being. It's fine. Unfair. It's like are you, it's quite a bold device, as you said, to start with this huge, big, um, you know, collapse of the of the spaceship that's going that colonizes people it's the first one that's the premise why it's called the ark and it's quite that's, that's quite well done some slightly dodgy cgi sometimes with all the cgi of the people floating around and then falling down was a bit dodgy um but but bold to have this thing with before you introduce the character it's like a disaster movie in reverse most disaster movies you know that you get to meet the characters and you build up and eventually the disaster happens this is like the disaster happens then you get to meet the characters but did you care about the I like, didn't mind that device mm, um, and then once the characters are introduced I was vaguely interested in some of them I mean there's like a, they're, all, they're all stereotypes and pieces. there's a nerdy guy who's yeah, super nerdy there's the girl who can't stop chattering away and she's slightly annoying um, or funny whichever depending which side of the fence you sit on um, which is Fleetman's character is a bit of a knob and you know, it's be pardon the pun when he, when he stands up, everyone's thrilled. Apparently, um, you know what excited me most about the whole show, and this yeah. will give you some level of where I'm at with it, is that the most I, there's this guy who's like a. Uh, I in fact, he's a bit of a spoiler to say much about his character. All I'd say is he's kind of like an underling figure. And he mm. is played by, I was like, I recognise that guy. This British actor. I was like, where do I? And I took me racking my brains and finally I got it. He's called Chris Leesk. And he is from The Goes Wrong Show and all the Goes Wrong plays. <laughs> and he plays the idiotic props guy who fucks everything up in The Goes... And he's hilarious oh, yeah. and in all of those. In this, he is... I mean, it, his character is not so good. It's all I'd say. But that was the most exciting thing for me. Was like Spike him and working out where he was from. It's just it's. It feels, the, like the, the this feels like a mishmash. This feels like a mishmash of even the Expanse and of like Stargate SGI or whatever and <laughs> five thousand other and Star Trek <laughs> and you know <laughs> millions of other different shows and it's nothing special, is it? Come on, but also, James. Like James. It's like, fine. The thing about them taking their helmets on and off again, which just keep it on or take it off. It's like, you, you can't keep track of who's who as well. So it's like very hard. I mean, yeah, it's problematic. Boydie, this is not a mediocre show. This is fucking terrible. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh. This is, this is honestly, I was so oh. upset watching this because I was like, this is what Kay thinks yes. every science fiction show is. And it is and so James, painfully I, regressive. I went 
into it so open-minded for you. Oh, like, bless no. you, like, bless like, you. Come on. It's no foundation, believe me. Like, oh, I mean, no, first no, of all, no, the no. budget for this is so apocalyptically tiny. <laughs> but the CGI is almost Babylon 5 level terrible. <laughs> and the fucking costume design, they, again, the, the space helmets taken on and off wouldn't be so bad if the space helmets didn't look like they'd been created on Blue Peter. It was just, and the bit with the gravity reservoir, and they're up and they're down. And it's just like, oh my God, this is so bad. And the characters are such painfully thin archetypes and they're so cliched and the dialogue is so rote and yes. clunky and then it ends and the acting oh and the acting is appalling yeah, and yeah, yeah. the end of it it goes like this season on The Expanse and it just seems to be that it's going to turn into some kind of star-bound love island where everyone's fucking everyone because that seems to be what's in store for this and I was just I mean I'm never going to find out and I can't emphasize that enough because this is so bad but I'm so from, relieved from the script writing to the acting to the effects to the production Design. This felt a hundred percent like one of those Sky One sci-fi imports you'd have got in the kind of early nineties, mm. which were just awful, awful things. And I really enjoyed them at the time. But now, in twenty twenty-three, it's inexcusable. Mm. Not only that this exists, but that it's been renewed for a second season, which yeah. blows my absolute fucking mind. So I would say, like on the kind of pantheon of sci-fi, this is at one end of the scale, and Foundation is at the very polar opposite end of the scale in terms of frankly budget I'm quality sorry, script you've used everything. your sci-fi tokens up now with me James no this cannot be the only show we've here because it was just the worst and cheesy and, which is and great Silo. in a sandwich I mean when if you compare so, it to, Silo's magnificent yeah I mean it is it is, it is, it is it does look cheap and cheap I mean it but it's not even but just you know, the budget it's everything it might, but it must be it is the case though that you, clearly enough people have watched it and enjoyed it for them to commission a second season and it's cheap or uh, slash it's is cheap this enough first, this, but, this is the first you know Netflix is one with the unrealistic threesome yeah, oh yeah, what was that? I can't, I can't remember I can't what that remember was, called. What it was called. But the, the Netflix really space similar. show with the unrealistic threesome yes. had a kind of a similar vibe, but was much better and looked yeah. much more expensive I despite about that. the unconvincing I threesome. I knew there was a show it reminded me of. And yeah. is, that is, that an, is it another... Uh, this one was Katie Sackhoff, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so anyway, this is the arc and it's on Sky Sci-Fi, but don't watch it. Mm. But if you did want to, when's it on? Sci-Fi. Tuesday, 13th of June, 9 o'clock, slash now. Yes, an yeah. arc you do not want to board, put it that way. Can I just tell you that while you were looking it up, Boyd, I just checked Twitter, and the number of people who have said, how long will it be before James mentions oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, We've just had another one, Shane Jones. Yeah. Uh, Boyd and Kay, any chance James Dyer will mention this on the Pilot TV pod this week? Mm. I yeah. think you'll find you mentioned it. I did not bring it up. Mm. Um, all right, well, fine, that was the arc. Sorry about that, guys. We've been bigging that up for months and... Christ. Uh, anyway, we have another show this week. And finally, we have Best Interests on BBC One. This is a four-part drama from the pen of Jack Thorne. Uh, and this one sees Sharon Horgan and Michael Sheen as parents struggling against an uncaring system to care for their disabled daughter's medical care. Uh, Boydie, yes. is it in everyone's best interests to watch it? Yes. Um, it so is. you weren't going to do that. You told me that it was spoilers to answer my rhetorical questions. I know, I know, but I couldn't be bothered to uh, dangle it. It is, but in yeah. this instance, it was in necessary. This instance, yeah. It was just necessary, yeah. So this is Jack Thorne, the the prolific, I mean, legend yeah. behind so many TV series that I'm not going to mention them all right now. Help. Thank, yes. Q. 
Kiri. Yes. Oh my God, I love Kiri. Yeah, the uh, National Treasure mm-hmm. uh, and loads of others. But this is very dear Anything to his heart. Anything with heft, basically. Yes, it? this is very dear to his heart. Because among other things, I'm offering a brilliant writer. He is a campaigner for disabled rights and particularly for visibility of disabled people on TV, which is still, you know, I was talking about There She Goes at the beginning, which is on the following week. And that is one of the very, very, very rare times when disabled people are visible on TV still. And this is another one. But what this is fascinating, what's fascinating about this drama is that it's kind of like you can sense it's it's about the it's very thought provoking and um, potentially controversial because it's looking at both sides of what happens when your severely disabled family member gets to the point where you know that the the doctors are advising that you take away life support basically and you let them die and obviously that is a massive huge dilemma on one side of that uh, effectively is Sharon Horgan's character Nikki um, while Michael Sheen's character Andrew is much less she's absolutely vehement and furious about the whole idea of withdrawing um, support for her for their daughter whereas Michael Sheen's character is more kind of like has more uh, you know wants to consider and think about it and that and, and, and this isn't a spoiler because cleverly I think and you know I often rail against um, jumping around in time in shows but Jack does it brilliantly in this show because the very first scene is them both arriving separately mm. per- per- pertinently separately to court where this thing has become a cause celebre and it's a trial going on and, and a court case and that these two characters are on opposing sides of it and, and there's there's the media are covering it, and it's a huge big thing. And of course, there are real life cases of um, cases similar to this, but very different. He hasn't based this on any particular case. He's very clear about that. Um, but things, these things do get become massive media um, circuses, basically. So right from the beginning, he establishes the stakes are very high, and that this had the effect this has had on this married couple and on this family, um, and 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 they've got an older teenage daughter as well who, who's not disabled, and. What I found fascinating was, so you know right from the start, this is a huge deal, this case particularly. Then you go back in time, it flashes back to when it all started. Not, there are flashbacks to um, when their daughter's condition got worse. There are flashbacks to how they just deal with their daughter generally and the family life. You see you see um, certain scenes from all the different characters' point of view. Mm. And I found that fascinating that it really, it's completely honest look at all the different issues affecting this whole idea and affecting this particular family. I thought Sharon Horgan, though, you know, obviously she's known for comedic roles and she's brilliant. And Bad Sisters was one of her more dramatic roles, I'd say, but she's still funny in it. Mm. In this, she's actually... It's not so much that she's playing a heavyweight character. It's a heavyweight story and series with heavyweight issues. But she is just fantastic in it. And she has to do everything. She has to be, uh, you know, have a a character of moments of lightness. But then she has to plumb the depths of her emotions. And she does it just so brilliantly. She's phenomenal in it. Michael Sheen, fantastic. Everyone in it is brilliant. Um, uh, Alison Oliver as Katie. Neve Moriarty as Marnie. Noma Dumaswaini as the doctor who advised them is fantastic. I thought that Mm. she was really good. Um, so it's just a, a really fascinating, brilliantly made, directed by a guy called Michael Keylor, brilliantly written by Jack, uh, show that I do feel, in, in answer to your very first question, this is an absolute must-see. You have to watch this show um, because it's just, in, in, you know, it's a story that needs to be told, but it's got so many fascinating ideas in there as well that's addressing. It's every parent's worst nightmare, basically. And it's, you know, Sharon's talked about, I've read a couple of interviews with her saying how gruelling it was to film and you can you because it's grueling to watch it's a tough watch um, and it only gets tougher as Marnie's health declines further um, and you really see the effects on the marriage 
But I think, you know, for me, what was like really devastating, you get these devastating updates, I th- you know, which are spliced with these joyful moments of them as a family. And I think that's what makes it even harder in a way, because you get to see, I mean, the reality of their situation is always made clear, it runs throughout. But it's, you know, you do get these moments where, you know, they, they, they try and create this life for her, Marnie, that is, you know, a fulsome, you know, she's happy. And that's one of the lines, actually, I've just wrote it down. Um, you know, part of uh, Sharon's as um, Nikki, her argument is, you know, like Marnie's life is no less beautiful. It's just different. And she still laughs and she finds joy in life. And that's why she finds it so hard to think that why would we ever, stop, you know, switch off the machine? Like she she still, she she clings on to these glimmers of hope. But um I think, yeah, throughout that, even though you do get a glimpse in a glimpse into happier times, there's these striking images. One particular one that stands out to me is this. I don't know if you remember it either of you, the medicine cabinet, which is just this simple mm. scene, right? So the the other daughter's called Katie. Um, and she just opens this medicine cabinet, which is absolutely stuffed full of mev- Marnie's medicine, basically. And there's this tiny little place like that she's got for her own lip balm. And that just sums up the situation as well, because this really tackles as well what it's like to be the sibling of someone who needs and requires so much attention and you know Sharon Hawkins' character is always mindful of that and trying and failing often to give her the attention she needs and this this girl Katie the sister very rarely asks anything of them you know she tries to be as low maintenance as possible but you see the effects that has on her and I just think this is so well done it's devastating Um, but as Boyd said it's a necessary must watch I have a confession to make you couldn't face it. You didn't I, watch it. Terry said it would upset me, and yeah. I didn't have the time. So yeah, I was mindful of the fact that she said she, because we were chatting on Instagram, she was like, no, it's going to traumatize you. And so I was like, well, there are a lot of shows this week. So I made the executive decision Ooh, did you? to choose another show for myself. What? <laughs> I, no, it's absolutely true. I've reviewed a oh different my show myself. Go. I've gone Maverick. But when is this? Is on BBC One. It's on BBC One, Monday and Tuesday, oh, for the next two weeks. There we go. For the next two weeks. Unfortunately, I haven't seen it. But what I did do. I mean, case dumbstruck, but this is what we're dealing with. No, Carry on. Thing, what did you do, is, James? Wait, 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 the Ark. I clearly did not want to watch that, right? Yeah. And you said to me explicitly, you have to watch it. I've watched so much comedy recently. Kay, I had Kay. to sacrifice you on the altar of podcast comedy. I don't know what to tell you. The hypocrisy is yeah. just, a, it's just Rank, a matter of course. Now I'm gonna have to, let me guess what show you did review then. Oh, I'm going to have to guess now. Because, is oh, it Count is, Abdullah? This is his confession yeah. that he, at the beginning why he didn't want to tell us because he knew we'd yeah, kick off. That's true. Right? Is, is it Count Abdullah? You little shit. It's not Count what Abdullah. What did you review in your own little world? You're going to shout at me. Oh Go my on. God. I'm, I'm limbering I up because I am furious yeah. now. Why is it? I, I mean, I'm surprised you haven't got this. I obviously watched the whole half the season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Oh, because obviously, I've been watching the first season. That's what I've been watching. And I barreled straight on from the end of the first season, having caught up straight right. into the second season. So I can now... <laughs> the eye rolling here is almost epic level. I can now review season two of Strange New Worlds. And I just kind of wanted to take this opportunity oh. to say that Strange New Worlds is fantastic on every level. It's everything that the arc isn't, right? It's like, it's like it is sumptuous, the effects, the production design, everything about it looks brilliant. But, but take that out of the equation. What's really good about this is it's better than all the other Star Treks. 
So, and by, you know, I'm not saying like better than Deep Space Nine back in, they were products of its era, but in the modern day, you know, whether it be Picard, whether it be, you know, Discovery, it's so good. And there are many things about this initially, which is why I didn't originally watch it. They are as follows. One, it's episodic. Like, that was an issue for me. I didn't want an episodic Star Trek. Not even procedural. Though, it's not procedural, it's episodic. But even though, you know, classic Star Trek, Next Generation, these are all kind of episodic shows, I felt like in this day and age, I wanted something serialized. More like Discovery. I didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that it was aping the aesthetic of the 60s Star Trek. I thought that was unnecessary. I thought, why because not go... Because undervalued. Because I undervalued. That's absolutely true, I do. I was like, why can't you go something more like... Because J.J. Abrams did this a little bit in the Star Trek film. He slightly aped the aesthetic of it, but it still felt very modern. This almost took a retro approach to it. It walks the line very, very finely, but initially that put me off a little bit as well. But actually, I've grown to love the fact that it's hugely colourful and it is bright and it's vibrant and it's fun. And I'm really, really digging the episodic nature of it. I don't know why, but something about the episodic nature of this, it's really working for me. I'm loving yes, the episodic nature of it. Stories of the can be brilliant. Doctor Who. But I think the reason I love this so much is because the character work in it is top shelf. Absolutely top shelf. Now, we've watched what? It's like four top seasons. Top shelf? You mean top notch? Top shelf, top notch, top, top shelf, dog. It's like <laughs> Uni magazine. <laughs> <laughs> top shelf magazine. We're back to naked top people. Top shelf naked Star Trek. Is that what's going on? Brilliant slip yeah. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And he's tall. Top shelf. <laughs> we know where he's been perusing in the news wow. agents. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but genuinely, genuinely, so I've talked to you before, we had like four seasons of Discovery. I swear to God, even at this point, I can't name 70% of the people on the bridge of the Discovery. Mm. Genuinely can't name them. Don't know anything about them. <laughs> don't know what their names are. Like, you, are you just... actually going to list the entire crew of, of this? Of, but this I could. Show. The point you is, could, I yeah. could. You don't. know, Christina Chong, who plays Laan Noonien no, Singh, is. descendant He's of Khan. Absolutely great. <laughs> you know, I love Eric Ortega's, the, the the pilot. She's really, really good as well. Obviously, Captain Pike and Spock. Spock is cheating and Uhura is cheating because everyone knows who they are. But even the nurse, Nurse Chapel and Dr. Mabenga, brilliant characters, all have brilliant backstories, all have their excellent little kind of stories of the week and there's real growth between these characters there's a couple of uh, will they won't they's going on one of them one of them is quite complicated that one kind of comes into force in season two so I won't spoil that but the one in season one like you're, you're 100% there for you know will will they won't they Spock and Nurse Chapel like it's it's great isn't it, isn't it co-showrun as well by Akiva, Akiva Goldsman yeah. who created um, the, the Crowded Room yeah, yeah, indeed. Interesting. He's a busy man. Yeah, but genuinely, and some and look, a lot of people have accused this of being Star Trek karaoke, and I think there is an an element of that in that. But Star Trek's been going for so long, and it's tackled so many different things. You're always going to have similarities, I think, because so much of it has already been done. But you know, but they do really. There's a there's a fantasy episode where they all take on the the sort of roles of weird like sorcerers and I mean that's it's a very strange episode there's a kind of a knockabout comedy of uh, uh, where a body swap comedy where Spock uh, and his uh, and his fiance swap bodies I mean that's, a, that's a humorous fun there's a, there's a horror episode humorous fun, humorous fun. <laughs> humorous fun. <laughs> it's humorous fun it's great you'd love it uh, but there's a there's a horror episode which is part alien part predator it's really quite full on as let well let me stop you right there yeah. <laughs> that's enough I... don't list every episode yeah don't Especially list every episode I stopped listening 5 Kirk, minutes ago Kirk yeah. is in this as well. Zip. 
Your man from Vampire Diaries. FG James, right? Ever since you, I mean, I, I cannot believe this. Right. So what we're saying is that we, Boyd and I have oh, to follow your rules. A dictatorship, yeah, right? Completely. We have to follow his <laughs> rules, and then he'll be like, "Yeah, do you want to watch it?" So just, just, just so you know, going forward, I'm absolutely going to do what the hell I want. No, thank you. No. Goodbye. <laughs> Unfortunately, those no. are not the rules of the podcast. No, no, no. I'm going to do my goddamn one. The moral of this story is that Star Trek: Strange New Worlds is without doubt the best Star Trek on TV. It pisses all over Picard. It pisses all over Discovery. It's absolutely fantastic. Everybody should watch it. And yes, some snarky twat is going to be like I think you'll find that Lower Decks is actually no 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 even though Lower Decks actually has a crossover episode with the new season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds let me tell you that's kind of and hard to get so your head around continues. if you don't watch it why is he still talking about it <laughs> yeah, I know. okay so the second season of Strange New Worlds I've been engaging with even more than the first one so I'm saying if you were a Strange New Worlds fan look forward to season two because it's arguably even the, better do you have the button with his mic <laughs> yeah, anyway also <laughs> out this week <laughs> Um, Wrap it up. So you're waiting to hear. Strangey World, which comes to Paramount Plus when Boyd. Oh, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> Boyd, we won't even look it up. You won't even look it don't up. Don't look it up. Don't is this because you don't cover him. things like this in heat? No, uh, you know, I did not put it. I normally would. I actually didn't find it. because you're remiss for this. In you are remiss. Admit, yeah. That's why. Um, do not uh, aid him, Boyd. Do not June aid him. June 15, mm. I believe. When is that? Uh, that's next Thursday. Yeah. It's Thursday. Resolves the cliffhanger the that, from yes. the end of uh, season one. Yes. Very good. Very good stuff. Star Trek Strange New World then. Brilliant. You'd love it, Boydie. You should watch it. Oh, I know. It. I've got, well, I am actually seriously going to watch it yeah, when I've got time. Okay, you'd like it too. I actually almost wanted to try and make you watch it because I think actually I've tried so hard to make you like Star Trek in the past. I think this is the Trek you would get on board with. I genuinely do. You know do. The, do you know what the issue is? Well, first of all, the arc, right? <laughs> uh, the arc was a mistake. All, and the bigger thing is that you've made me now so grumpy about your <laughs> grotesque <laughs> riding roughshod over the rules that now, yeah, I just have, I won't, you know, Anyway, I went and contemplated. Also out this week. Also out this Black week. Mirror. Black Ooh, Mirror. Black yeah. Mirror. Series six. Which we may or may not be reviewing on Pilot Plus, depending yeah. on whether we can get hold of the yeah. episode. I have seen. You that, have. But we I have. Specialist Obsession because I'm hosting the QA yes. Monday, BFI, with Charlie Brooker. Everyone take Josh a shot. Um, it, uh, it's, it's embarked, strictly embargoed. I don't care. I'm just going to say it's fantastic. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, it's the scare. I think it's the most sca- the scariest, darkest series yet. Mm-hmm. Considering how dark he's gone before. Yeah. Not for me. Um, and it's embargoed. Be damned. Thursday. Black Mirror, all five episodes arrive. Um, there's uh, Queen of Oz, which is Catherine Tate's new comedy series. Have you seen she, that? Yes. She plays a royal. You read my preview in Heat Magazine, Kay. Uh. Uh, uh, it's funny. Friday, BBC One, 9.30. Count Abdullah, which is the latest ITVX. Yes. That looks very funny. It's about a British pa- Pakistani Muslim uh, who becomes a vampire. And that looks very entertaining. I've seen a lot, a lot of clips of it. Staged which was on BritBox. Mm. The, third, the third series comes to BBC One on Wednesday. David Tennant and Michael Sheen, both previously aforementioned. Very funny. There's a Blackadder thing about the lost oh. pilot of Blackadder and the history of Blackadder on Gold on Thursday and Friday of this week. Outlander is back, which is a phenomenally popular show. Yeah. Not for me. That's the final season of Outlander, I believe it is the final yeah. season. Uh, it's Lots seventh, of excited about that. The seventh and final season of Outlander. People love Outlander. Yes, I they do. That, now, that's that's got a lot of bodice ripping in it. Oh, yeah. A lot mm. of, a lot of uh, knobby and uh, that's <laughs> that's all what we need a, what a way to end and, uh, yeah. yes. knobbage that's it I think that's mainly it there we go there we go and of course Strange New Worlds which comes to Paramount Plus on Thursday the 15th of June correct I think I'm busy on the 19th of August <laughs> We're going to make the whole thing about Strange New Worlds I'm and you're going, going to watch away. 18 episodes no it's going to be great it's not happening. Uh, well I think we're done can we have a pick of the week best interests 
Best interest. Which you didn't watch because you're... Star Trek Strange like, New Worlds, it is! <laughs> <laughs> it's in your best interest to watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, okay, well, that's it for this week's Pilot TV podcast. If you did indeed <laughs> love the show, please go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five arc rating. Uh, we will be back in your ears next week. But before then, please do follow us on social media at Pilot TV Pod, at Boyd Hilton, at James E. Dyer, and at Kay Ribeiro. Uh, what are we going to be doing next week? week. Secret Invasion comes to Disney+. Plus. You can bet your ass we're not going to see that in time, but you never know. Uh, the Change comes to Channel 4, and Just Like That is back on our screens then. Uh, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I'm a Virgo comes to Prime before we die season two comes to channel I four. I thought you were just telling options. us your star sign. Yeah, what, I'm a, James, I'm a star, Virgo. What star sign are you? Well, am I? I, I don't hold with any yes, of, of this course, astrology yada, nonsense. Yada, 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 carry on. But I am a Sagittarius. I can't believe we just brought this up. Let's, let's, go, we've got to wrap it up. Okay. Sorry, so sorry, sorry. Things <laughs> to go to. Sagittarion, if you want to use the 12 colonies model from Battlestar Galactica. Anyway, so we'll be doing one of those shows on... Uh, Boyd is literally, he stood oh, up, God. he's buttoning his shirt, he's getting ready to go. He's Do you want to tell everyone why you've got to go early, Boyd? Go on. Uh, I am looking after my friend's dog. You're dog sitting. <laughs> Boyd is dog sitting. He has to pick up the cutest yeah. little dog. Named off so that's why we're letting him off. So it's a TV. It's, yeah. it's a pilot TV. Yeah. He's cute. Dog. Yeah. Boyd and the dog. Boyd and the dog. Both yeah. cute. Right. Okay. Brilliant. There will be shows. There'll be Pilot Plus on Thursday. We'll see you later. Pilot out. <laughs> <laughs>